Hello and welcome to this episode of the Poorly Informed Podcast. It's a short, spontaneous one today, so uh, yeah, look forward to hearing some insights and us with no research as per usual. Yeah, don't set your expectations too high on this one. <laughs> it's just me and Pete today. Uh, I'm your host, Will, and we're going to be talking about the future of the Republican Party. As we all know, it's had a, an interesting few weeks, or a few interesting few months, or an interesting few years we could say. I mean, the recent history has been tumultuous at best, with Trump being extremely popular, but not necessarily among party elites, but very popular with the base. And then, of course, the whole storming the seat of government in America, which um, was an interesting move, shall we say, and certainly didn't do anything for party unity. So we're looking to the future and we're, you know, asking the question, where does the GOP go next? Do they stick with Trump or do they uh, break with that? So, yeah, without further ado, what do you reckon, Pete? Got any I, base ideas or? Well, mostly all I can think of when I think of the Republican Party is that I do not want to be a Republican strategist right now. It would be absolutely awful to try and because it's essentially two sides of a party now right it's incredibly split you have the arch trumpists the QAnon cultists the like people who don't actually care about the republican party they just care about trump and trump uses the republican party as a vehicle for his message but you have people who are like loyal to trump then you have people who are loyal to republicans and they both need each other for either of them to get anything done because i would say it's probably fair to say it's about 50-50 split amongst traditional Republican voters about whether they are more Trumpists or more Republicans. And somehow they've got to merge these two sides together to do anything, to have any cohesive mm. movement. Um, so I think for the time being, the Republicans will have no choice but to accept Trump. And all like Trump-style politics and Trump-style people running their party. I think they can't get rid of him, and his base is too powerful at the moment. Um, whether or not that's a winning strategy for them, I don't know if it matters, or I don't know if they can change it. I think they're sort of stuck. Sort of locked in. Yeah, I, yeah. on that point, do you think, so So you say, you know, either Trump or Trump-esque politics, would you think it's likely that Trump directly, you know, by, you know, maybe running for next uh, president in 2024, or stays very, very hands-on with the party? Or do you think he's more going to be taking sort of a back seat? Because it didn't look like he particularly enjoyed his last few months in office. Do you think he might sort of back off and just kind of, well, I say, I say tweet about things, but can't do that anymore. So, you know, I, but more, you know, take a seat back and be less sort of directly involved. See, I'm thinking, I've, I've been following some polls for the 2024 Republican primary already because I'm like a nerd for politics. And... Uh, Trump, Trump's son, Cruz, and like, is it Hawley? Are the, is that Yeah, the, Josh Hawley. Yeah. They're sort of like the main Trump candidates. And they are, like, Trump is polling about 50% of Republican voters would say they'd vote for Trump in, like, the Republican primary to be their next presidential candidate. There's like 15% say Trump Jr. And like 8% say Cruz and Hawley. There's a clear majority of people who want Trump or Trump style the Trump-style politician to lead their party uh, in 2024 in the next like presidential run. And I think Trump just likes the power too much to just take a step back. He likes the attention. 
I mean, he is like a TV mm. star. He wants to be the center of attention. He wants everyone to look at him. But I don't think he's willing to give that up easily, especially if there's 70 million Americans saying, we love you, Trump. You're the best. Come lead our country. You, you should have won. Save us from those crooked Democrats. Um, but yeah, then it's the question, like, will the Republican Party, like leadership, will McConnell, will like established people in the party work with him or work against him? to mm. to achieve that. So I think it's hard to tell, but there's definitely been a break between McConnell and Trump at the moment. Um, I mean, McConnell like, was talking about how Trump, you know, contributed to the violence and was... Yeah. Yeah, it was a very, and, very sort of... Yeah, it wasn't a statement he'd say if he was trying to keep on the good side of Trump. For like, people who might not know, McConnell is the leader of the Senate, like the Republican Senate. Um... And he is probably the biggest example of like the Republican establishment, you know, the people who've been there forever, who have just run things and say how things should be done in the Republican Party. And like, obviously, Trump is not part of the establishment. He is a challenge to the status quo that McConnell represents. Um, see, do you think, I think a more interesting question is, do you think there'll be like a full on split in the party? Like, you'll break down to a civil war within the party. No, and I mean, I, I say this, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm 100% confident on it. Uh, I, I feel like it's, it is possible, but I, I would say it's more unlikely. Simply because I feel like both wings of the Republican Party want the same things or have very similar-ish end goals. Um, or maybe not even that they have particularly similar end goals, but... Uh, you know, the Republican Party elites have had no problem working with Trump thus far. If, you know, okay, at the moment, it's probably a good thing to disavow him because of the sixth. But I feel like, you know, if he is still the, I mean, you know, can you see someone like, I don't know, Ted Cruz running quite the same campaign against, you know, I don't know whether it's Biden or Harris or another Democrat in four years time. But (sighs) I feel I feel like they are per- if it means they get into power they do not care how so they will you know if if Trump truly does look like a sinking ship I feel like they abandon him which might cause problems with the base because the base is still very pro Trump however I don't see a situation where if Trump continues to be popular with the base there is a significant or at least sort of very out in the open and obvious break you don't think because that- you know he's a route to power you don't think there'll be like? Do you think a strong, challenged, more moderate Republican like Romney would cause a significant threat to Trump in the midterm? Not midterms in like the twenty twenty four, or do you think Romney doesn't really stand a chance? Uh, I don't think he really stands a chance. I mean, Romney, in some ways, is in the wrong party. You know, like compared to because well, he's a decent like, human being. Well, well, yeah. I mean, I'm, okay, I'm not sure yeah. I'd call him that, but like you know, he's, he's certainly less, not. He's less overtly evil. Yeah, like, and and I feel like the the Democrats, you know, the left wing of the Democrats has moved, you know, further left over time, but you know, Biden, very establishment candidate, you know, a, a Biden against you know a more centrist Republican, there's no. There's, there's not a significant amount of... I mean, of course they're different. I'm not saying the two parties are the same. But 
I don't know. I, I'm not sure. No one's going to get excited about that. That's a very difficult, no. you know, Biden-Romney uh, could be the world's most boring election, which maybe is a good thing, but like, I don't know. The thing is, Trump is exciting. So this is what, this is, I think, Trump's biggest advantage is the fact that he's, his base is more motivated probably than any other political or like movement in America. Um, Mm. So what Trump did increase the amount of votes he got by like 10 million people. 10 million more people voted for Trump in 2020 than in 2016 or something crazy. Just because, like, he, if his name was on the ballot somewhere, people would show up to vote for him. In 2018, when Trump's name wasn't on the ballot in the midterms, like, the Republicans got washed. And that's, I think, largely because Trump wasn't there, so people didn't care. But, I feel like the fact that Trump's base is so motivated means a bo- like a boring moderate candidate like Romney really suffers and will like suffer a massive fall in turnout from like voters because you know Romney's boring. Why why bother showing up? Why bother campaigning, phone banking, knocking on doors, voting for him? Mm. And I also then, feel like you know real or perceived you know quote unquote betrayals of Trump. You know, or, yeah. you know, he didn't, they didn't f- support Trump enough. They weren't loyal to Trump enough. Could be a real weight around your ankles if, if you're someone who's, you know, trying to capture the Republican vote. I mean, there's, I mean, there's a saying in the sort of Republican right of rhinos, you know, re- Republicans in name only, you know, and that gets applied, you know, all over the place, but particularly to, you know, the more moderate wings of the Republican Party, which, you know, have sort of gone along with Trump, but maybe haven't been his most enthusiastic supporters. And people like that just aren't popular. Like, mm. not not on the scale you need to win, you know, national elections. So, yeah, I, I, I struggle to see a future without Trump or Trump-esque politics being a mainstay in the GOP simply because of the electoral situation. Well... Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think potentially a bigger problem, an even bigger problem to the GOP than like a little, a mini civil war inside of it is the chart. Well, I mean, I'm assuming you've heard of, uh, Trump's plan to form a new political party, maybe. Mm. Have you heard about that? Where, um, yes, you was the, thinking, yeah, the, uh, was it the Patriot party? party. So mm. this is something in American politics that, so you, everyone says American politics is this two-party system there's only democrats there's only republicans it's been that way for 100, 100 years like that's not true every 20 25 years or so there will be like a, a, a solid third party effort from someone to the right of the republican party um and it's happened quite a few times so when bill clinton ran um ross perot so bill clinton was a democrat i can't even remember who he was running against but um Someone ran as an independent called Ross Perot, who got like 18% of the vote, almost exclusively from people who'd otherwise vote Republican. And this let, that let Bill Clinton win with landslides, basically, two terms in a row. And then Nixon in the 60s, mm. someone ran as like the American Independent Party, an openly like segregationist, racist platform. And he carried four states or something. Like it was the last time someone who wasn't a Democrat or Republican ran and like they managed to win multiple states in the 60s in the 80s this guy got like 18 percent of the vote or in the 90s got 80 18 percent of the vote which is pretty big 
So it's not uncommon for there to be parties to the right of the Republicans who siphon votes. Um, and I think that's definitely something the Republicans do need to be scared of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the problem with the first-past-the-post system is any third party can play spoiler. And I feel like it, it would be interesting to see if Trump can build a lasting political force. Um, but do you think it's likely he'll form a, a new party, a patriot party? I think he might threaten to. I don't think he will, probably. I think he might just be too lazy. Yeah, unless he gets someone else to do it for him as just the, you know, the figurehead, which... Because mm. I, I, feel, I feel like he doesn't care about it completely kneecapping the Republican Party. Um, because it would. Like, I, I think the forming of an American Patriot Party by Trump might be a good thing for the Democrats. Oh, undoubtedly. Splitting the vote works brilliantly. Um, whether, if, if there's a, then a struggle between the GOP and the Patriot Party and... I mean, I would hedge my bets on the GOP coming out on top just because they're more established and, you know, mm. sort of big business. But I don't know, someone like Trump, If I, I feel like a, a Patriot Party, if it was to win out uh, across the two, I feel like it just sort of become the you know, the Republican Party just sort of becomes the Patriot Party in that situation. You know, all the donors, probably a lot of the organisers, almost all the same members will just move over. I, it's it's you, just going to be a yeah. short-term PR battle between the two, I think. But I feel like, say, say Trump forms this Patriot Party, short, I reckon that some like people in Congress and in the Senate will move over and jo- like Republicans will defect his party, without doubt, like some. But then you have hmm. things like, what does Ted Cruz do? So Ted Cruz has been yeah. one of Trump's biggest supporters. He's a Republican from Texas. His seat isn't actually that safe. Like he's only he's got less than ten percent of like a margin, and mm. he's Trump's, one of Trump's biggest supporters. If Trump forms a new party and says all true patriots, all true people who believe in conservatism and in this country come join my party, what yeah? What does Ted Cruz do then? Does he go? Because if he switches his party when the, his his next election is up, he won't win. Like the Republicans will get some votes, he'll get some votes, and then Democrats get the most votes and win. Like, yeah, it it seems like electoral suicide. To I I feel like it's the kind of thing that you have to do directly after, say, my maybe directly mm. after the midterms, depending on how well the Republicans do. There might be a window. You have time to solidify either you know take on the Republican Party and lose, or take on and win in mm. some significant degree by the time the next presidential comes around. Um, because I mean, if Trump runs for president. Uh, for the president, third party, straight up, Republic, um, the Democrats just win that. Like, they would sweep. They would get out of what there's five hundred and forty electoral college seats, right? Yeah. I think if the Patriot Party runs as a real party, I think the Democrats would get five hundred electoral college votes. But like, they wouldn't win West Virginia and like Nebraska. They'd win everything else, basically. You know, like. But just because of how the ballot would be split and yeah. I can't... Yeah, it would be the best victory for the Democrats ever, basically. Um, since since FDR, the Democrats wouldn't wouldn't win like that. And I think it just comes down to, like, is Trump vain enough to do it? Um, 
I think the answer is yes. It's it's whether he isn't in yeah, jail. I think it's whether he can be bothered or is in prison or so, yeah, you know. This is an interesting thing. So you have the Republicans who are like who has who have this threat of a from the right of the Trump party or a Trump-like party. Um, we've also got Trump's upcoming impeachment vote in the Senate. And if Trump gets mm. impeached in the Senate, he can no longer run for national office. So Is it when he's impeached or does he have to be convicted? I, convicted by the Senate, sorry. If he's, convicted right, okay. by, if he's convicted by the Senate, then he can no longer run for national office, which means he won't be able to run against the Republicans in 2024. So... Do Republicans vote to convict their own president, their own leader, to stop a potential threat in four years' time? It would be, I think, pretty damaging to Republicans in the short term, as like Trump's base would be very angry with like a significant portion of them. But I think long term, it might be safer for the Republicans to do just to cut off the head of a snake of like Trump's new party before it even forms. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It's I, I don't see a situation really that ends well with, at least in the short term, for the Republicans disavowing Trump. I, the, the question is whether it sort of defines or how, for how long Trump continues to define the politics here, you yeah. know, particularly in the Republican. I mean, if we, if we take the, you know, the Tea Party movement. In some ways, you know, the influence of that never ended, and it was a very uh, significant contributing factor to Trump. You know, like Sarah Palin and that wing of the Republican Party, sort of very, very, you know, they were on the right, they were more nationalist, they were extremely, I suppose in the difference here, they were extremely concerned about, you know, debt and the deficit in America, and they sort of ran very much in opposition to you know, any spending post-2008, pretty much. Um, and, tr- you know, Trump and Trumpism is is different to that. It's, I don't know, it's not really a coherent enough ideology to be able to talk about it in any meaningful way. But I, I feel like a lot of the, particularly the nationalistic overtones from the Tea Party have definitely seeped through um, and are still here now. And I feel like the sort of the very nationalistic, very, um, you know, the America first wing of the GOP is going to be in the ascendancy for a while. Uh, the foreseeable future, I think. What I find interesting about this discussion, which I literally just thought of, is the fact that we've been talking about, like, for, I don't know, 20 minutes now, maybe, uh, about the, the future of the Republicans, and we've never considered a future of the Republicans where they, like, where they moderate themselves, where they change their position to try and win new voters from the centre. We've uh, have we just written that off as a possibility for them? Like, do you think they have no chance of moving central or like moving leftward, let's say, to try and win new voters? Or are they just doomed to stay right, to move to the right for a bit longer? I, I, I think they have to move to the right. I mean, like, I, I feel like on certain issues, they can outflank the Democrats to the left. Like, you saw that with sort of bits and pieces of that with trump like very occasionally he'd come out with no i want you know bigger stimulus or no i want this or no the defense spending's too high or you know sometimes he did veto the odd thing which looked a bit odd from a traditional republican standpoint um and i feel like on certain single issues that can be done i think that can happen um 
However, those are very much sort of more populist things, you know? Like, that's something that is usually more of a one-off. It's usually more of, you know, put my name on the $600 check to everyone or or I demand $2,000 checks just before the election. Mm. Um, it, it's something that gives a clear, significant and immediate boost to his party, to him, to GOP more generally. Um without sort of committing to any sort of major systemic or broader shift to the left or even you know, even to the center. That said, I, I think that approach is pop can be popular and I think it's quite dangerous um, because it's popular. You know, if, if you turn around and say, if, you know, if, if Trump had put in a, a reasonable um, stimulus program or a reasonable, you know, getting checks to everyone, making sure that everyone knew that he was, you know, supporting the American people you know, whether he was or not, it doesn't really matter. If people think he is, and if, you know, if the checks come and it's like Trump's name on it, you know, you know you come from Trump. This is not a, you know, it's, it's not unlikely that he wins the, an election in that case. You know, mm. like the fact that he'd sort of completely abandoned the American people with coronavirus is a significant part in the fact that he didn't get re-elected. Um, so I, I think that's kind of, you know, it's not moving left, but occasionally outflanking Democrats on, you know, on the left with some, you know, popular social programs, sort of one-off kind of things. I think it's possible. Um, In terms of a move to the centre, I can't see it happening. I mean, the, the Democrats are already in the centre anyway. Like, I, I feel like that middle ground's too crowded. I, do think... you, do, I mean, like, if you see across the world, very, you know, centre-left and centre-right parties generally are doing badly. And the, in America... I mean, let's be honest, the Democrats are more of a centre-right party in, in, a, in a global spectrum. Like, I, I just don't know if there's the space. I, I feel like if, if the Democrats move significantly to the left, like, you know, they might do in the next, you know, four to ten years or so, it's possible. You know, if someone like Sanders got in, there's mm. now sort of a middle ground that is no longer being taken by a party. But I mean, against someone like Biden and Harris and the majority of the upper leadership of the Democrats... I mean, why move into the centre? Because that's, you know, you're just contesting the same ground, the same voters there, where you have a whole, you know, slew of voters on the right, which, you know, in the past have been enough to win elections. Um, yeah, I, I don't the, necessarily think they need to look for new ones. I think they do. I think this is the biggest problem that Republicans are facing in the mid to long term. So what, since 1992, the Republicans have won the popular, like won the most votes in an election once in 2004. That's like one time out of one, two, three, four, five, like one out of seven elections, they've won the most votes. And it looks like they're never going to win the popular vote ever again in America. Ever again. They're never going to win it because they like the demographics aren't there for them. Because like Republican voters tend to be older. They tend to be uh, white and they tend to have like not have a college degree or a university degree. And all of those groups in America are shrinking as like time moves on. You know, the more and more people are going to university, there's um, a higher percentage of America is like now minority ethnic. You know, uh, lots of old people are dying partly because of how Trump has handled coronavirus. You know, these are the Republican voting blocks that, that are evaporating and it's just going to continue. And then what does Repub what does Republican Party do? If they can't win any votes in, they're never they're not going to win any cities ever again. They're gonna have, and they're never going to win like 
national office ever again, I don't think, unless they can radically shift their like policy, radically shift their base to start attracting new voters, which they need to do soon. I, I think they're basically gone for in the mid to long term unless they shift. I feel like it's uh, the thing is I, I feel like this has been happening for a while, but the way the Republican Party have held on, I mean, you know, as you say, and they've lost gerrymandering as well six times. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I feel like a push to, you know, Republicans have a lot of control at local and state levels. Like Republicans mm. have a very good local party apparatus, and it works very well. Um, and what that has enabled them to do is, yeah, gerrymander the hell out of everything. Uh, and I feel like, you know, especially with what they tried to do at the 2020 election, you know, slowing down, you know, sabotaging UPS, US, sorry, USPS, the US Postal Service, you know, they were taking out like sorting machines, restricting hours that, you know, people could work so that um, packages wouldn't get delivered and mail would back up, which would include votes. So things like that, they weren't successful because I don't think they thought it through well enough and they didn't, they weren't competent enough to pull it off, um, which, you know, you could probably thank Trump for some of that. But I feel like long term, the GOP as it stands can't look to get more votes in a traditional... I feel like they need to win one election and then their strategy is to double down on denying voting rights on restricting the vote, on dis- def- uh, sort of disfranchising as many people as possible. Because <clears throat> the Republican Party as it stands doesn't win more votes without changing something fundamental to it. You know, they're a very socially conservative, fiscally conservative, um, very pro-war often, except sort of Trump sometimes, but not really. You know, there are... There is so much like in the core DNA of what the Republican Party is and what it stands for um, that, yeah, I, I don't see it being able to do any sort of shift without, you know, just destroying itself in the process because of sort of the, the amount of interfighting it would cause. So I, I feel like a route other than, you know, manage to get power once and then really, really hard crack down on voting rights and things like that. Outside of but, that, it could be very difficult. Yeah, I don't disagree with you there. I think that is likely what they're going to do. Um, should we start wrapping things up? With, so, yeah. uh, sort of, I'm, I'm not sure what else I can say, really. I think the future for the American Republican Party is right-wing, it's populist, it's Trump-dominated... And it's anti-democratic, basically. Um, I think there will be a mini civil war within the party for like who will control it—the Trump right wing or the moderate, well, moderate right wing, essentially. Uh, and I think the Trump right wing will win. Um, I don't think Trump will form a new party just because he's too lazy, and I think because I. Th- Think the Republicans will accept him back, like welcome him back with open arms, essentially, in four years' time. Um, yeah, that's what I think. That's what I think the future of the GOP, future of the Republicans. Fair enough. Yeah, I can absolutely see that happening. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like the world we're living, the stupidest timeline always happens. So I feel like because of that, we end up with a Patriot Party. Um, and then they go on to become, you know, a hard right 
Tea Party-esque, um, but a standalone party, and they will probably win quite a lot. Uh, I Nash seizing, you know, nationwide power presidential elections. I don't know, maybe, if something goes very badly wrong for the Democrats. I mean, no, Joe Biden, he's had a good first day as we're recording this. He's only been in office for, you know, less than 24 hours. But, you know, it is... There's a reason that was Trump was voted in in the first place after someone like Obama, you know. There are pressures on the American people that have not gone away. They've only increased under Trump, but they, you know, show little sign of abating under Biden to any significant extent. So I don't think it's uh, impossible. I will make one prediction, though. There's a, there was one Patriot Party in the past, um, and that ended when the entire leadership was uh, arrested by the FBI. Uh, the, the, and I think that is not unlikely for a, a second attempt of the Patriot Party if it goes wrong, and I'm looking forward to seeing that. However, the, the first uh, Patriot Party was a left-wing thing, and so it's a, it's a shame because it was like Black Panthers and that. Um, but I, I feel like, you know, the, ne the successor uh, to its name, radically different in politics, probably will have a similar ending if it doesn't manage to overtake the GOP. I feel like everyone ends up arrested for fraud or something similar because... If there's anything that Trump can do, it is grift. Yeah. Um, yeah. So with that, I think we'll wrap it up there. And yeah, it was an interesting conversation. I mean, you know, tell us your thoughts on it. Email us at uh, poorlyinformeddiscussion at gmail.com or shout at us on social media about why we're wrong. Uh, it's all yeah, right, I mean, because I think I am right in this. As always, I yeah. think I'm right. <laughs> well, you can shout at Peter and either agree with him or disagree with him. Um yeah, so this has been Will and Pete. Just a quick talk about the future of the Republican Party. Um, getting a few more sort of short podcasts out. We might see you again in the future. So, uh, yeah, goodbye. Have a good one.